I shall now read out the operative part of the order. For these reasons, the Court indicates the following provisional measures. One, by 15 votes to two, the State of Israel shall, in accordance with its obligations under the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide in relation to the Palestinians in Gaza, take all measures within its power to prevent the commission of all acts within the scope of Article 2 of the Convention, in particular, A, killing members of the group, B, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, C, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, and D, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. In favor. President Donahue, Vice President Gavorgian, Judges Tomka, Abraham, Benuna, Yusuf, Shway, Bandari, Robinson. Hi, my name is Naledi Pandor, and I'm the uh, South African Minister of International Relations and Cooperation. Um, I wish to begin by uh, thanking the judges of the International Court of Justice for uh, dealing with this matter expeditiously. Given uh, the urgency of the need to protect innocent uh, civilians uh, in Palestine and to ensure that uh, the harm that South Africa has referred to in the case it brought before the ICJ, that that harm uh, is addressed and that people's lives are saved. The saving of life is not uh, merely with respect uh, to having a ceasefire, it's to ensuring that humanitarian aid is provided uh, to those who need support, as well as ensuring uh, that the State of Israel, uh, which is currently uh, the occupier and administrator in Palestine, provides the necessary basic services that uh, the residents of Gaza and the West Bank require. I am Brother Cornell West. This is Chris Hedges. I'm Rosa Clemente. Hey, what's up? This is Chuck D, Public Enemy Prophet of Rage. And this is Newsbeat. Hey, everybody. It's Manny Faces, host, editor, and co-producer of Newsbeat, the award-winning podcast that melds the worlds of high-level social justice journalism and music, often incorporating original lyrical contributions from amazing independent hip-hop artists who create something that we like to say it's like Democracy Now! and Black Thought had a podcast baby. But what we also do is we bring you important news when we can, uh, bonus episodes, uh, bonus content, most of which you can find at our Substack, newsbeat.substack.com, or as you're watching, possibly on YouTube, uh, in video format. I'm joined, as always, by my uh, good friends and collaborators, uh, Mr. Rashed Mian, the managing editor of Newsbeat, Mr. Chris Tawarski, the editor-in-chief of Newsbeat. We're here today to talk about the ICJ ruling that just dropped uh, in the courts, uh, South Africa's case against, uh, basically against the genocide or alleged genocide now confirmed. Wait, we'll find out in a minute. And let's get to the bottom of this uh, uh, international court case against the Palestinian uh, genocide that uh, is occurring uh, between the Palestinian people and Israel. What's up, fellas? Hey, man. Big day. Good to be here with you. How was that? Did I get it right? Um, I would say that you're 99.9% .9 correct. Well, that's just as uh, much uh, viruses that Lysol kills. So that's pretty good. <laughs> it's usually the threshold you go for. Yeah, life, so. there it is. Come on screen, guys. Let's talk about it. 
All right. So, uh, Chris, you want to just get us sort of started, lay out what happened? And what yeah, I mean, just for a little context, I mean, we've done a couple episodes on this now. And today, uh, the International Court of Justice at The Hague, uh, as Manny said, issued uh, provisional orders regarding South Africa's case uh, charging Israel with genocide. Um, historic, historic, historic day. My question is, and I think a lot of people's questions, is, what does it what does it actually mean? You know, so we'll break it down a little bit, and you know, right off the right off the bat, I mean, try to process this. Right, twenty twenty four, Israel um, is found basically what the court what the court issued was that ish, Israel must stop acts of genocide. Yeah. And, and basically what they said that it's plausible, right, that genocide is occurring. So as they issue this ruling on provisional measures this is what South Africa was looking for um, when they argued their case a few weeks ago, uh, they're going to continue. The ICJ will continue sort of uh, going through the case um, to see if it meets the merits of a full on genocide. And I think that could take months, if not years. Yeah. So that that's a ways away. And I know some a lot of people who are just maybe not too familiar with the the issue and maybe haven't listened to our recent podcast or watched it uh, may think that they were looking for an end to genocide directly. Right. This is provisional measures to stop certain elements of what's happening in this horrific, uh, uh, brutal campaign against the people in Gaza. Right. If I could jump in the, so the headlines, many of them that hit this morning, uh, you know, basically focused on uh, the international court refuses to issue uh, command a ceasefire. So if we could just kind of just for the lay people like myself, as is often the case, uh, provisional measures mean what in this case? You know, what are they kind of ordered to do and what kind of, I guess, teeth does this order have uh, to actually influence Israel to stop doing some of the things that are that look genocidal? Right. Right. So let's let's take it one by one. So provisional measures, as uh, Francis Boyle has been on this podcast um, a few weeks ago stated is basically the ICJ saying, all right, we need to stop the harms being caused against a certain group. In this case, it's the Palestinians in Gaza, because they are the ones that now it's over 25,000 people dead. As we've said, two thirds or more women and children, right? There's over 7,000 people unaccounted for. So meaning buried in rubble and unfortunately likely dead. So that death toll is probably higher. Um, So that's what provisional measures are. They're looking for basically an end to the continued violence and harm that's being caused against the Palestinians. The the case which um, happened, the the ruling which came down this morning, it was 7 a.m. Eastern time um, from The Hague. um, They the judge Joan Donahue, who is the president of the ICJ, she's an American. You talk about teeth, Manny. She sort of was looking over at the Israelis when she said that that this has that this ruling, quote unquote, has binding effect on the Genocide Convention, which um, you know dozens and dozens of countries are party to right. across the world. And she went through, um, let's see, she went through six measures in particular, mm-hmm. provisional measures that they that they've ordered and the. The rulings were basically resounding. Uh, five out of the six were 15 votes to two with their 17 people on 17 judges on this panel, mm. all representing a variety of countries. Right. And in the first one, and to, to the point that um, was made about um, sort of like, you know, uh, a full on uh, ceasefire 
and and end to the hostilities. The first point is the first provisional measure says the state of Israel shall, in accordance with the obligations under the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, a stop killing members of the group mm. and b causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. And there's other conditions that are that are within this. So I know people online, especially, and I think the media has really taken this and they ran with it immediately. Right. Um, offline, Manny, you mentioned that the New York Times headline was basically effectively Israel wins their defense. Yeah, it was like they, you know, the, the court declines to, you know, force Israel to stop. And so right. Israel could just keep going. That's not exactly what happened, though. Right. And right. and I'm sure the I, article, I'm just saying the headline looks and people just read sure. headlines, you know. So. It's going to be right. spun several different ways. Right. Exactly. Right. And and look, we're not legal experts here. We're just reading. Look, I'm reading to you what the order says. Right. And, and if you're supposed to stop right here killing, says, the, killing stop the people. Stop killing members of the group. That's effectively not just an end to genocide, which is what they're saying. Right. Right. And we need to remember, this was a case brought about genocide, which is horrific. Right. And this is like the, the worst thing that people could do. And the ICJ said it's plausible because their their case needs to be, continue. Right. It's plausible that Israel is committing genocide against Palestinians. Right. And they're saying explicitly stop killing people. And this is like an injunction, right? Like, you know, basically, you know, an injunction is like, while we figure out the rest of the case, I'm going <clears> to <throat> put this thing in place now, you know, to make sure that things don't get out of hand or go crazy. Um, and and uh, the point I just wanted to make was that it wasn't necessarily that they can't see a ceasefire would have also implied you can't go, you know, you can't attack your enemies or uh, if somebody attacks you, you can't attack them back because the ceasefire wouldn't be binding. Hamas wouldn't have to pay attention to the ceasefire. They're not under the court's jurisdiction. So it's wouldn't it be hard to say, hey, Israel, you can't do any more firing at all. Like, I guess in, a, in, a, in, the, in the world of spin, they have a right to defend themselves and to fight the fighters and blah, blah, blah. But they're saying that's all you can do. And what you're doing is way, way more than that, which is what they're kind of gotten in trouble for. One, one would think that the word genocide encompasses all types of violence against another party. Sure. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that basically, uh, you know, says it right there. And uh, it's look. People ran with that headline immediately, and I guess, like, I can see it. And it's not even just like, I'm going to always blame corporate media, but I have seen people who are just like, obviously on the side of Palestinians, who are just like outright saying, like, this why didn't you just stop, call for a ceasefire? You made the point, Manny, that Hamas isn't under the ju jurisdiction of the court. It's just not something that they're able to do. I don't know if they can explicitly call for a ceasefire that Hamas would have to abide by, because they're not, again, they're not a member of the court. I right. think we're losing, not us, but I think a lot of people are just like losing um, the main point here, which is the International Court of Justice, the, which is also known as the World Court, the highest UN body in terms of legal um, proceedings said Israel needs to stop committing genocide by calling it plausible, right? right? So that that's, I mean, I think that basically sums it up. And I know the media now is probably going to run, run with the other extreme that there wasn't a ceasefire. Right. Meanwhile, if all they have to do is literally read this order. And right. if you guys want, I could just go through some of the other elements so people Please. understand. Yep. Um, so that was fit. So that first order, stop killing members of the group, was voted 15 to 2. The next one, again, 15 to 2, saying that the state of Israel shall ensure with the immediate effect that its military does not commit any acts, again, described above. Number three, and this was 16 to 1, uh, Israel will, within its power, prevent and punish the direct and public incitement 
to commit genocide in relation to members mm. of Palestinians. And Chris, if you want to talk about this, I think to me that's in reference to the genocidal um, rhetoric. Right. That right. I mean, I mean, South I mean, Africa. Donahue, Donahue, for all our criticisms beforehand uh, in previous episodes, um, you know, she read out direct quotes from Israeli officials, um, uh, you know, literally saying, you know, we're going to cut off the food, you know, human animals, these people are human animals, you know, uh, essentially, you know, uh, no civilian is innocent. Right. And she read this out this morning, uh, right before issuing this particular order. The, 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 yeah. the, the things they were saying to normalize, right, to, to make it seem like this was OK, because they're just, you know, they're savages. They've heard that talk in every, you know, similar campaign against other humans, you know, in the past. So they were called out for it. They're, it was recognized and they were called out. Oh, let me ask, who's the one? Do you know who, uh, who split the votes? Who the one? I don't know. So um, I don't know who the one was at directly in that one. Um, the I think there who's, was. She was generally the, not voting for this. Like who's there generally? was a judge representing Uganda who was one that basically opposed all the measures. But I don't know if she was. I so I assume she was also the one. I don't have it here in front of me. In front of me, but yes, the judge representing Uganda was the one who voted against this. And I don't know if she um, has her own sort of. Um, uh, uh, legal justification that she's outlining here. Um, but I guess we could look for that. Yeah, we'll dig for um, but, but that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. So, yeah. And overwhelming then, votes in all of these cases. This I is mean, overwhelming. Think, this is not, this is almost beyond dispute. A country that yeah. I, I do believe, um, you know, um, experienced genocide. I think there's over 500,000 civilians killed, I believe, at the <laughs> end of the 70s in Uganda. And I believe it's no, it's recognized as the Ugandan genocide. So that's interesting that they would vote against us. Yeah. So there's, um, what do we have here? We have about three more provisional measures, I think. Um, and so, and then six, 16 votes of one is to um, effectively enable urgent humanitarian assistance to enter the Gaza Strip again, which is something that really hasn't um, happened over the course of these three months. Um the other measure was to prevent the destruction and ensure the preservation of all the evidence. Hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Right. And six, like this is again, like part of what people are complaining about here. There's no quote unquote ceasefire. And then they're saying, well, in number six, the state of Israel shall submit a report to the court on all measures taken to give effect to this order within one month. So hmm. we, so it's, the ICJ is basically saying within one month, we want to report from you detailing how you're stopping genocide right which again is just i guess is something that the court just has to do it's a legal thing whatever right, right but just for like common sense if we go back to the initial hearings south africa laid out meticulously and a very compelling case right that israel was committing genocide and they went point by point going through all the provisions within the genocide convention and they, there was no no fluff in the south africa case when it was Israel's return, uh, turn to respond, they did what many people thought they were going to do, where they said Hamas, Hamas, right? Mm -hmm. And Hamas is terrible. And South Africa is Hamas, mm -hmm. is basically what they said. They mm -hmm. said South Africa right. is in bed with Hamas. Right. Um, and they call it anti-Semitic. And that's right. that was effectively the response again today. So I don't know like what that res report that Israel is going to give the court in a month is going to say. I, I just expect it to be along those same lines. And let's not forget that just a few days ago, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said nothing will stop Israel, not even the International Court of Justice. Mm, right. So they basically said from the outset that they're not going to comply. 
even though they went there and they said, we have to defend ourselves. We're going to, we, we'd like, we want to be there and we want to kind of give our defense uh, as if that right. was going to, you know, you know, clear them, you know, said, well, you know, you, you heard us say our defense. And meanwhile, 15, 16 judges said uh, your defense is stupid. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think it, I was, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. So I was, you know, watching this unfold and you could follow the, the, the breadcrumbs. This was about an hour. Yeah. You could follow the breadcrumbs and you saw it happen. You saw effectively what Donahue was going to rule that right. the, they were going to rule for the provisional measures. Cause it just felt that way as she was talking. Oftentimes, as I mentioned, she was looking over at the, the, the Israeli bench and I just found that notable side eyeing the side eyeing them <laughs> like just looking over like she didn't from my vantage point she didn't look over at south africa she just kept looking at over at mm. israel so i was like all right they, i think this is going to go the way of affirming south africa's request right um but i just still think it's remarkable we talked about it and chris just mentioned it's like three months ago israel had the entire world's sympathy True. after what hamas did on october 7th and in a short amount of time they're in court not only defending themselves against genocide, but now the world court is saying that it's plausible that they're committing genocide and that they must stop. Right. Right. And now we're arguing over semantics. And look, mm. I understand. I, I immediately went to some Al Jazeera channels to see what was happening because they do a good job of covering like Palestinians. Yeah. And there was frustration because, like, as a Palestinian, you can imagine, like, you want a, a world body right. to say there's a ceasefire, everybody needs to stop killing people. So these people could could get back to some sort of semblance right. of having an actual life, right? right? So I, I see that point also. I'm yeah. not trying to just like say that we're arguing semantics here. Um, but as like as we just keep repeating, you look at the it says stop killing the people. The order it says stop killing people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, um, you know, the the fallout will be um all over the place. The uh spin, like like you said, Chris, it'll be all over the place. Uh, but it is important yeah, I mean, to, to know the details. Yeah, and I just want to mention that, look, um, countries have ignored these orders. Yeah, I, let's get back before. to that. Like, what, what's going to, yeah, like, United States. what'll really ha piss people off is that there was no ceasefire, but okay, stop killing people, but then they just keep killing people. <laughs> so that's really what's going to piss people off. What what happens, Chris? What what can what can be done to, like, you can't arrest well, the country. I mean, first I First, I just want to say that, that you know, the United States, uh, you know, we had talked about the Nicaragua case in the past. Um, we just completely ignored the ruling of that. The U.S. one was found uh, guilty of, of a slew of um, irregularities and violations of, of human rights. Um, most recently, you know, which garnered some headlines, obviously, uh, you know, Russia uh, was ordered by the same court to stop the violence uh, against uh, the civilian population in Ukraine. Oh, that, that happened. Oh, no, it didn't happen. Oh, no, it didn't happen. Um, I could see why people are worried that these orders, you know, aren't going to really. Yeah. Now, now, as Francis Boyle told us in a previous episode, it's really up to South Africa now. I mean, well, it's up to, I mean, you know, every country involved to, to do their part, but uh, South Africa can take, can take this, I believe to the Security Council. Now, again, the United States could re could veto uh, any t anything to do with this. Um, it could then, I believe, take it to the General Assembly. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe Boyle himself had had stated that he had tried to set up some type of criminal tribunal uh, to enforce some of the stuff that 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 sort of um, uh, didn't go anywhere, but could could potentially be uh, resurrected. 
Interesting. You know, so. So there are consequences that could come. And again, as you said, uh, as you both said earlier, that this isn't even the final verdict, if you want to use, you know. This isn't even the final. And I just want to know, too, um, and Rochette, if you want to comment about this, too. But, you know, just getting these orders also uh, insinuates, implies um, the guilt of the United States in Mm. uh, complicity. You know, any country, any nation uh, that's a party to the Genocide Convention has an obligation under that treaty uh, to do everything in its power to prevent genocide um, and to hold those accountable who are, right. who are committing it. Um, you know, Biden, as we know, had sent illegally, uh, you know, bypassed Congress, uh, you know, billions in aid in, in military funding. It's U.S. bombs. It's U.S. ammo that's that's slaughtering some of these people. So, you know, you would imagine that, um, you know, and I know we discussed it in a previous episode too. You know, uh, the United States has has uh, kiboshed any attempt so far at a ceasefire. Uh, they called South Africa's claims meritless mm-hmm. uh, publicly uh, right at the outset. Um, if Biden wanted some cover to to actually stop, I mean, he has it now. You know, he right. doesn't need it. Right, but. I mean, you know, this is, as Rashad pointed out, this is the global court right. telling Israel to stop its genocidal acts. We yeah. are supplying a lot of the weaponry used to commit those acts. So that should stop too. And effectively giving it the full support of the White House and the administration. I mean, they could, the, the, the Biden administration could say that they're opening channels, they're having conversations. Every, you know these state department uh, horrifically horrifically these state department hearings have become must watch tv just to see how mm-hmm. spokespeople are going to tie themselves into knots talking mm-hmm. about every horrific thing that happens every day in gaza and they just every response is oh we we have communications they're private we're not going to tell you what we're saying to israel what israel is saying back to us you know i'm just not buying that at this point um i just think that my perspective i don't want to say that they're just okay with it but I don't know what other conclusion there is. Um, so Chris, you mentioned Boyle. He has released sort of a statement. He emailed somebody else, another, uh, this is Sam Husini in on Twitter. And since we had him on the podcast, I feel like it's probably good to get an update from Boyle, even though it's not directly to us. Um, on the ICJ's orders, he said, quote, this is a massive, overwhelming legal victory for the Republic of South Africa against Israel on behalf of the Palestinians. The UN General Assembly now can suspend Israel from participation in its activities as it did for South Africa and Yugoslavia. Mm. It can admit Palestine as a full member. And especially since the International Criminal Court has been a farce, which is something he argued on our episode, it can establish a tribunal to prosecute the highest level officials of the Israeli government, both civilian and military. Um, So that's that from Boyle, who is... uh, an international rights expert and who has argued before the ICJ before. Um, So you don't have to take our word for it. Chris (laughs) mentioned some of this and this is backed up by what Boyle had to say. Um, Just one other thing in terms of enforcement that we just talked about, people aren't going to like this, but the reason why, and I think we talked about this, um, the Houthis are doing what they're doing. Effectively, the, the government of Yemen, they've said this. We are the country abiding by the genocide convention when they when we see a genocide occurring it's our duty under the convention to put a halt to it right 
So what they're doing in the Red Sea is that act of defiance to try to stop a genocide. We, the United States, have, has turned it into a war on Yemen, even though the Pentagon won't call it a war on Yemen. That's what it is. Right. And they're also bombing other countries. Um, so that's the weird situation that the United States is in. <laughs> and it's always been sort of my thinking that the United States is never going to back off from what Chris said, that quote from, I think, Kirby, the 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 case against Israel is meritless is because as we said, they're complicit. So if they're complicit, can they just back away and say, all right, let's, let's put an end to this. Or do they have to dig in deep, even deeper to try to protect themselves? Yeah. It's interesting. And, and, and again, just the wording of it changes everything. Like I'm looking at the New York times right now, as of the time we're recording this and their live update section uh, says Israel Hamas war UN court orders Israel to prevent genocide but does not demand stop to war. It's as if to say, we're, we're, we're telling you, hey, 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 whatever you guys do, don't, don't do genocide, okay? It's, it's, not, it's not accurately depicting that the court has found that Israel is already committing acts that are genocidal, and they're telling them to stop. It's the, way it's phrased, it's the way it's phrased in the media right now is as if the court says, Whatever you guys do, just don't do the genocide thing. So, so to your point, the United States could just say, you know, yeah, we agree. Please don't do the genocide thing, you know, but not actually come far enough to say, oh, you are doing the genocide thing. You know, like that's it's the way that there it's like the, 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 the narrative could be twisted. And it's right there in the record of, you know, the, the, the New York Times, the paper of record, you know, the terminology right there. Yeah, like I said, it's outrageous. It's outrageous to me that the, the headline should just be "Israel is committing genocidal acts," says Court. Exactly. I mean, this is exactly. I, I don't get it. I don't. I another don't, country and, and is, was and just is facilitating, and the United yeah. States is facilitating. Right. Another country was just plausibly. That's the the wording that was used by South Africa, right? Because that was the legal threshold they needed to meet, right, to move this forward. Right. Donahue, the president of the ICJ, one of the judges, mentioned more than a dozen times the word plausible it's plausible that the israel is committing genocide and that's the headline you go with right and then it, it's not even just like i know people like they probably think we're crazy because we're always criticizing the media when an organization <laughs> like the new york times and i'm sure other people i'm, I'm sure others have already done it mm -hmm. that basically sets the agenda right so that is what every a baseline journalist right. is gonna go with yeah when they're questioning and that's when they're questioning officials, and that's what the Kirby's and the they're going to fall back on. They're going to fall back on that. And wording. all these, that's what exactly, that's what they're yeah. going to say. It's outrageous to me that that, when another country, the supposed only democracy in the Middle East is what they say, right? Right, is being accused of genocide from the International Court of Justice. And that's what you go with. And you don't even read the order, right? Right. I'm looking when, at CNN. News, I mean, yeah. I, I was saying, I'm looking at CNN. Top UN court orders Israel to prevent genocide in Gaza, which again just says, <laughs> I'm telling you not to do the thing that you're doing, but it's not saying that they're doing it. It's saying that yeah. don't do that thing. And that's right. something they're already obligated phrasing. to do. That's something right. that they're already obligated to do. Right. Like you don't, need a, you don't need a court order to say, don't do genocide. You're part of a, an agreement that says we're not going to yeah. genocide. You don't need a court order to enforce that. It's like, well, you do. I mean, it's, it's like child support. You're supposed to just give money and the court is supposed to enforce it if you don't. 
fine. So maybe you need a, a court order, but not to prevent it. Uh, you need a court order to stop doing it. And that's what they've basically gotten. And, and the wording of the, of the media is strange. So I'm glad we're pointing this out to people uh, who might think like this means nothing. But again, if, if those further consequences don't happen, then it does mean nothing. And then it just adds to the, you know, ridiculous, well, not so ridiculous. It adds to the mistrust people have in institutions, in law, in, you know, in anything. Because once you see that the international, the, like you said, the, the biggest body of judicial power in the world can't actually do anything. And then you wonder why, you know, people like uh, Trump flaunt, you know, the, the, the law, flaunt the judges and act because they're not, there's no consequences. So I can understand why people saying a ceasefire would have been something they had to do. And it would have been obvious that they're not doing it. And you, you can't fire a bomb. You can't fire a missile. So a ceasefire would have been a much more, you know, clear, definitive stop to this. And, and that's something that could have been, uh, you know, if you violate that, it's obvious. And then we could do something about it. But this makes it murkier. And I think that's probably why a lot of people are, you know, annoyed or not, you know, not happy with the, the, the result. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah. First of all, I like to say I'm impressed how you can make international law relatable by talking about child support. That's right. We know about child support. <laughs> what we know about, am I right, guys? Dude, right? <laughs> huh? Don't we all know? Wait, no? You don't all have the same? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Continue. Um, <laughs> no, I just agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. And look, um, like this isn't just us. So here is, look, I think this guy is the, yes, he's the director of the Electronic Intifada, which is a pro-Palestine news organization right. that's often called anti-Semitic and all the horrible things because they talk about the Palestinian rights, right? right. And he said, Israel, uh, oh no, here you go. A ceasefire, quote, is what you demand in an armed conflict. In a genocide, you demand an immediate end to all genocidal acts. And that is exactly what the ICJ ordered with immediate effect. Please stop helping Israel spin its historic defeat as a win. That's a, yeah. like, we had almost near majorities of, of a 17 panel judge yeah, pretty, yeah. say uh, plausible genocide, stop doing this, stop killing people. And again, that, that, that should be the headline. Right. Well, it's our headline. And so there you go. We might right, so make sure it's the headline. We got to make sure it's the headline. Um, so now that being said, gentlemen, let's wrap it up. I don't want, you know, I want people to uh, go dig in further if they want to dig further. Uh, go back and listen to our interview with uh, with Boyle, who really, you know, breaks down some of how we got here. And that's important, too, if you're just catching this and want to get some more. Um, but I guess what are the next steps? What are we looking for? And what would uh, prompt us to come back and talk about this some more? What's the next thing that we're watching for? Yeah, I, th I guess, like, as Chris, as you mentioned, right, if, the, if um, South Africa brings us to the U.N., right? Yeah, I, th I mean, that's... Uh... You would think that that would be the next obvious step. Okay. Um, and obviously, I would, I'd be, you know, I, I haven't seen anything yet, but we want to hear what the U.S. is going to say officially I'm about this. I'm sure they'll be asked at today's presser. <laughs> it's a Friday, so they're probably going to push those pressers to 4.45 p.m. Right. Makes sense. To make sure nobody cares about it. Um, I guess I will end with the response from Israel. I, we should probably sure. it's interesting. Just put it out there. Yeah. So this is from Benjamin Netanyahu. The very claim that Israel is carrying out genocide against Palestinians is not only false, it's outrageous, and the willingness of the court to deliberate it at all is a mark of disgrace. 
that will not be erased for generations. So they said that even the fact that they had this these proceedings is a farce. It's from the uh, Donald Trump uh, PR campaign for courts and justice. It's like this. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a witch hunt. Um, and last thing I'll say, just like I would encourage everybody, I still would encourage everybody to go watch or read the South Africa presentation, just because I feel like it's a moment in history that we're going to come back to. Yeah. Um, and recall a lot of times. Um, definitely just like this, this, pre- this um, ruling was only an hour long. I think it's just worth it to also just to feel like what's at stake. Like you really feel it as you're digesting this stuff and not just hearing it from us. Yeah. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, even the people who are not, you know, fully aligned with one side or the other, it's just it gives you more context to the overall situation. And if you want to have opinions that are educated and informed, if you want to have a position on this, you gotta know every little tidbit of it. So even if you're not, you know, if you if you're yelling at us, I'm like, you guys don't understand, and whatever, we're on the wrong side of it. Fine, go check it out, then come back and you know, and let us know how you feel. Uh, but I think anyone who wants to be further informed about this, you know, what sometimes is unrelatable, you know, happening all the way across the other. We have a million things that, that are trying to get our attention. And all we hear is, you know, what we see is sound bites or memes on an Instagram feed. You want to get the the real deal, the nitty gritty. It, it's there in black and white. So uh, don't let the closure of every single journalism outlet in the world stop you from going and, <laughs> and reading and finding out a little bit more about this directly from the source. I agree with you. Chris, any last thoughts? I mean, just, um, you know, whether a court deems it genocide or not, you still have tens of thousands of dead civilians, half of them children. I mean, that should stop no matter what, right? That's an atrocity no matter what. So whether, whether, uh, you know, the highest court in the land deems it, uh, gives it a different classification. Yes, that's obviously, that's incredibly important legally. Um, and hopefully that will help end it, you know, make it stop. But, you know, when you have massacres and slaughters and corners like this, you know, calling it one thing or another, it just has to stop, period. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. All right, gentlemen, uh, thank you uh, for doing this. As always, I always thank you. Like I said, I always learn from you. I hope our listeners and, and viewers have learned something. Uh, please follow us on uh, on social media, U.S. Newsbeat. Please follow our free Substack for all of our episodes plus bonus content, including some content we just recently published about this issue. Uh, you can find us at newsbeat.substack.com. It is a free newsletter subscription uh, on Substack, newsbeat.substack.com. If you're listening on the podcast feed, find us on YouTube and check out the, uh, the Substack. And if you're uh, watching, you know, uh, you do know that we also have an audio feed for the podcast. So if you want to make sure you, uh, or, you prefer the audio version of all this uh, jibber jabber, then just go over to uh, your favorite podcast app and put in Newsbeat. Two words, one love, Newsbeat, um, by uh, by us to you uh, with uh, with love. So once again, Chris Tawarski, our editor in chief for Shed Me and our managing editor, myself, the host and editor, and uh, all of us co-producing Newsbeat. Thank you for listening and watching, and uh, we'll be back soon. I'm Manny Faces. Peace and love to you and yours. <laughs>